and welcome to Dealer's Choice. Uh, thank you for joining us this week. Uh, I finally got a chance to choose a movie, and um, I've gifted the boys with an experience I don't think they're going to forget soon. We watched League of Gods, a Hong Kong-made movie from 2016. Boys, just just don't even talk about the story at all. We don't want to ruin that for the listeners. <laughs> just initial impressions. Would you recommend this film? I just saw my first <laughs> note again, and it's just... Why? Question mark. <laughs> well, it's interesting, Morgan, you say that because my first note is, why do we care? Uh... <laughs> I, know, I know exactly what you're talking about with that note. Okay. So to give some context before I let the boys, because I think this, this one, I'm going to I'm gonna try and structure it a bit different to what we usually do. Before the boys and I go through and try to recreate the story, there's going to be full spoilers in this episode. So I'm just going to say this. If you like a bad film uh, and, and you like Kung Fu, this is actually not that bad to watch, but do not go in expecting anything coherent. <laughs> and, and I will say, on the spoilers, Mark, you, like we, we say we're going to be talking spoilers straight away. They won't make sense to you, and you could watch the movie and be like, well, you, you mean, yeah, it doesn't, this movie is nonsensical, yeah. and the spoilers, you won't mean anything out of context. <laughs> that's so, correct. 100%. This is a foreign language movie, so if that puts you off, that's fine. This movie... It's an English dub. Yeah, there is an English, English dub, dub, but I couldn't stand it. I did it. not watch the English dub, because... <laughs> I just loved, because the, oh, oh my God. Okay, I would recommend this movie if you like bad films, because it's not just like, it's not just a movie that's made to be bad. It is a movie that I think is a train wreck, and I want to talk about why it's a train wreck, because I think that's quite interesting, but it's just fun because it's terrible, but it's really long. (laughs) Would you guys disagree with me completely? Do you think it's just not... Alex, you look like you just didn't care for it at all. And I'm a bit disappointed you couldn't find moments where you just thought it was stupid as shit. Listen, Zach, you know me. I don't hate <laughs> any film. Like, there's not a film that I loathe. I, I, <laughs> I try and find a saving grace in each film that I see. You know, even like Artemis Fowl. You know how much I hated that film. But I still found a kernel that I liked. And this film had kernels, don't get me wrong. But they were just so overwhelmed by... I know, I know, I know. It's just, it is like a perfect crash of terrible decision after terrible decision and and almost no direction at any point. See, I, 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 I'm, I'm one to admit I like a good bad movie. Um, and I, I just, I couldn't get around this one simply because I think a good bad movie has to have like a simple dumb plot. Whereas this movie, this movie's plot is a mess, oh, is an absolute no. mess. And that's oh, what I spent no. most of the time annoyed at is like, like a dumb movie. It's like, I want to just be on the ride. But this one, I had to keep figuring out what and why they were doing stuff. And I was like, no, it's too, it's too much. Oh, it's too much. It's too much. Okay. So across the board, I think that's two no's and a yes. And on the recommendation front, which is fine. That's absolutely yes. fair. That's what this movie is. I will deserves. say, I think I think it, I would have much, much preferred this to watch this with you guys in person where we could shoot I know, shit. I, I think I would recommend I this if really you are with shattered. a group of friends and yes. you just want to have a shit. Like, don't pay attention to the story. Just have a couple of drinks and just fucking around. Like, But because yes. I were doing yes. this for a podcast, I didn't enjoy it because I had to pay attention and I had to try and figure out what the fuck was going on. Uh, and sober too. Um, <laughs> uh, let's not let's not go that far. <laughs> um, okay, so for the story, because it's so fucking strange, we're going to start spoilers now, and we're just going to try as a team to recreate what happened in this film. And now I've seen it twice, and I think I have a pretty good understanding of the sequence of events. But let's just start with the first scene, boys. What happens in the first scene of this movie? <laughs> Is that the one with the where they're both in bed? Is that that scene? Oh, it's, I forgot. That's how it opened. Yeah, it's like okay. yeah, there's like a weird dragon is... thing on a woman, and then <laughs> so, so... and then it turns into a king. But then the woman also has snake tails because she has... she's snake a fox. <laughs> which so I will say I have more. I, I I know more. I know a bit about foxes in um Chinese mythology. So that that I kind of understood that a little bit more. But I, I, as a person who probably doesn't understand foxes, I'd imagine it's it's so fucking confusing. Like what the, what her deal is. This movie is based on a 16th century Chinese like story that's quite famous. So there are just so many moments where they will just like introduce a character with almost no context whatsoever in a scene and it is assumed you understand what is happening. Like they talk about 
the black dragon, which is inside of the king. Yes. And his concubine slash queen is a fox demon. And yes. all of that is dropped in the space of like a minute at the start of the film. And you're like, I don't know what's happening. I felt whiplash. I felt real oh, whiplash st- straight, straight off the bat. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> it's it's just like they have no con. They have no idea. Like I, what I love about this movie is that I don't know how badly the director fucked up or how badly no one cared about this movie. Well, it didn't even because, do well in China. Like, no. It, yeah. Sorry. Th- that's a point I did want to bring up. Like you, I. This is like a big, big blockbuster uh, movie. Like, there's a huge budget behind it, but it just fucking failed so hard. <laughs> it it barely made its production money back, which is not good for a movie because um, you've got the money they spend on production, but they've also got, like, almost the same amount of money on advertising. So if they break even, that's really bad. Uh, so this movie was a flop, and it has really big names in, involved. There's Jet Li, there was... I think it was Lu Jong... There are a whole bunch of people in this movie who are huge in China and it still did so terrible. Um, and I love it for that because it's just like craziness from start to finish. <laughs> and anyway. so it opens with that scene and then we jump to this sort of like military tank gliding across the ground. Let, we'll get into this later, but the world and the technology is interesting. Like they also have these flying planes that, that I'm not 100% sure how they work because they're still using no. like boat fucking wild and then yeah. Jet Li sort of flies in on his you know sort of exposition bin chicken and sort of jumps down into the into the thing and sort of goes oh this is sort of what's going on when Gandalf arrives yeah oh my god I love because they cannot help but have every single scene for the first maybe hour just be exposition 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 uh, and I think the first conversation they have in that tank is like we're going to kill the black dragon king no, but shouldn't we kill Fox Spirit? She's really the one who has control over him. Yes, we should kill Fox Spirit. Well, no, Master Zhang is the only one who can kill Fox Spirit. No. Yeah, Master Zhang yeah. is the only one who can kill we Fox need to get Spirit. The el- we need to get the Elder out. It's like, oh, what is happening? And it's like, this is two minutes into the movie and no one's been introduced, so you have no idea who fucking anyone is. <laughs> you don't I don't know mind a cold open. About. Yeah. I don't mind a cold open. But that's not what this is. No. <laughs> so fucking stupid it's great and the the king sold his soul in order to be inhabited by the black <gasps> dragon for no reason whatsoever he's just like he's speaking to this weird worm ball that's floating in front of him going oh yeah i want to be powerful and uh he's like, yeah. and it's like yeah that now i'm now i'm black dragon now uh, deal with it <laughs> and the thing i was thinking about watching this the second time is how does jiang know this and why is he telling the soldiers this why do they need... They're going to rescue... Oh, yeah, this is great. They're going to rescue a group of invisible tribesmen. <laughs> and yes. we don't know who the fuck they are. No. Because apparently that's essential. But why are they talking about the King of the Fox Spirit? Like, that has nothing to do with why they're there. They shouldn't be... Like, I know they have a fight with them, but why? <laughs> oh, no and then there's... The best line in the entire film is in the opening few minutes. Don't use... And this is what the subtitle yeah. said. Don't use your adept power... <sighs> and you're like, what? 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 <laughs> no, what I know. Oh my god, it's amazing! It's amazing! It's just like so bad. Spoiler alert: he he does proceed to use his adept power. <laughs> I know he does immediately. And and his excuse is, uh, the invisible tribesmen have already used their adept power, so they know <laughs> we're here. It's like, do they? I don't think they do. Do they know? <laughs> and then we get introduced to the third villain of the film. Oh so you've got the Black King, the Fox Queen, and uh, General Leopard, General Leopard. Who, happen- who happens General to ride a Jaguar. Yes! <laughs> can, we just, yes! can we just say a comment oh! there? Oh my god, one of the only notes I have is um, there's a scene where the General is feeding his Jaguar, and I just have the note, that's not enough meat, because the Jaguar is the size of like seven people put together, and he gives it this tiny little steak, and it's like, that Jaguar would be eating like two people a day. <laughs> that is not enough food for that Jaguar. <laughs> all sneak in and we try and save the invisible clansman's elder but it's too late he's been brought up to the throne room but they don't need the elder they just need his eyes yeah which is why i was just like well 
that's not in the explanation, I don't think, that Jian gives them. He's just like, go there and rescue him. He doesn't say his eyes are the important thing. He no. just says, go there and rescue him. And can I just talk about the eyes? So this guy, this elder guy, can see both the past and the future, right? All at once. That's what they described, the past and the future all at once. And the villains get one eye and the heroes get another eye. Why doesn't one eye see the past and one eye see the future? I just thought that would be much better uh, than both of them getting how did, how does the that information. Guy, how does that guy ever get captured? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly what you're planning and I know when I it will come. I, I could just leave. <laughs> and, 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 like, he, here's something that I was, like, mind-boggled. The, the power scale of individuals in this movie is fucking bonkers. Mm. So you've got, on the bad guys type, they have just, like, a sea of individual soldiers who don't do anything. They're just fucking fodder. Mm. They can't fight anyone. <laughs> and then you've got, like, five good heroes who can take on an entire army by themselves. Because <laughs> that's just... They can just do that. They're the Avengers. Yeah, that's my question. Are they the titular League of Gods? Because I was yeah, watching the movie I, and I'm like, is that a... Are they... I, I don't know who the gods are. I don't know what the League is. <laughs> Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if this is more clear if we are like native Chinese people who who understand the culture, or I I think they are just as confused by this movie. I think this movie is just so badly done. I don't know if they're the League of Gods or if the League of Gods is like the Black Dragon and the Gold Dragon or Jiang, the old guy who is Jet Li. He might be a god because he's damn strong. He, he but. Maybe he's not a god. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, and just putting that to one side, the evil fox lady uh, puts a curse on Jet Li to make him de-age it was like, throughout I was, the entire I, was, I like this. It's like, it's a de-aging curse. I'm like, that doesn't sound so bad. And it's like, if I keep using my magic, I was, it's like, oh, okay, okay I see that's, how it's bad. That's <laughs> one of the things that I... I, I like because that is almost interesting is that guy seems to get his power from being old. So he likes being really, really old because he has a lot of power and the de-aging curse is actually really bad for him. I like that. I was like, that's interesting, but it comes so quickly. And also everyone knows what she's doing. Everyone mm -hmm. looks at what she's doing and goes, oh, that's the de-aging curse. <laughs> How do you know? <laughs> well, you know, excuse can be made for the Invisible Klansman Zelda, like, because he saw it coming, like, seriously. Uh, so he knows exactly he what's knows going on. Everything that's going to happen. He knows that he'll die and his eyes, uh, he knows it all. She knows it all. Oh my God. Um, Master Xian can stop time. Yeah, and he doesn't <laughs> use that later. He just uses it then. <laughs> using that. That's still like the first 20 minutes of the movie, that whole thing. Everything we've talked about is all like, it happens in the first like 20 minutes and it's so much to take in and it's just bonkers. There's one thing we did miss in what the first 20 minutes. Oh, oh, you find out him and his adept power, the hero's oh. adept power, but you also find out that he's an orphan from this winged tribe of like the winged tribesmen i think they're called and they so i'm gonna i'm gonna say something this movie gave me avatar vibes at points there was him being oh winged God, tribe yes. and then when they go to his home it's kind of avatar temple. temple and there was also a, a earthbender at one point and i was like this is this is giving me avatar vibes so, can i literally looks... wrote down cursed airbender yeah no but it's not just that, because I think, Morgan, you said it before as well. This movie is trying to be Avatar. This movie is trying to be uh, Avengers. This movie is also trying to be Lord of the Rings. And this movie... <laughs> yeah, the ending felt very Lord of the Rings battle to me. Yeah. Oh, it's so bad. It's Oh, it's great. It just has no idea. It has no voice. It has no cohesive vision. It is just this fucking mess of scene after scene after scene after scene. Oh, it's great. <laughs> and his dad's wings can glow in his presence. Why? <laughs> Why and then General Leopard's like, I know he's here. It's just yeah. like <laughs> He knows that there's an orphan there's one orphan for the people that he just killed. That's right. From fifteen years ago. There's only one. There's only and one he left. Goes, <laughs> he doesn't find out that these people have broken into his castle because his guards who have just had the shit kicked out of them come and tell him. He no. finds out because wings glow in his office. Yep. Well, that's how I learn shit all the time. <laughs> that's true. That's true. 
That's, we have got those those wings that we all have in our in our rooms that glow when we need to do the pot. That's true. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I had to shut mine off. It was sort of oh, it was difficult to wake up. The glow was so intense. Um. <laughs> so that takes us to the next scene, which is the surfing down the sewer scene. So I will say, saving grace for this movie, like something I love about. There's some awesome design and like stuff. Like yes. the the whole the shields come together to make the boat. Some of the other like designs of the different things, like some of the vehicles some of the there is some the awesome castles, even. yeah some there's someone here who has some cool ideas and they are peppered yeah. throughout this movie yeah. and they but they cannot save the movie but they are nice little details <laughs> like the first one being i was really impressed when they threw that boat together that was sick oh, that mm-hmm. was cool i i i 100 agree i was also going to say i actually like this action scene i think it's actually fun and i i'm not one for action scenes typically i thought them skiing down the even though the sewer makes no sense like that's something I put in here. Everyone in this movie, everyone in this universe lives in a city, but there are no farms. There yeah. are no people. There is no civilization. It's just city, city, city. And people just somehow live like that. <laughs> like that's, that's it. Like I don't understand how anyone survives in this world. It's great. Or why do they need a sewer that big? <laughs> do they live in a city of like 50 million people? Yes. Yeah. I, I I did like that opening scene as well. And if the, like, it was such a cool fight. They had some cool fighting. And like, I really liked the funny transitions between them ninjaing underground and then just cuts to the queen. It was so weird. Oh my God. It was yeah. like, oh, like, those like transitions. crossfades. They were, like, it would be like the queen and then they'd be like jumping buildings right in front of her and then it'd fade. It was like, whoa. <laughs> but like, the, if the whole the movie had one. more of those fighting, I'd be happy with it. But it, it has a big lull. It has like this big drop off. Oh my God. Um, uh, Alex, do you you wanted to talk about the the fades? Oh no, it was just it was it was bonkers. It was just <laughs> you're watching it going, what? I was like, what is this a spell that the fox? I first I thought the first transition was a spell that the fox lady was you know doing. I was like, oh no, it's a transition, and then they do it like three or four other times, and it was you're just like, like, oh no 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 no, <laughs> and they're like constantly cutting between the king and the fox lady, almost banging in the courtroom and them fighting the guards. And it's just like, whoever edited this movie is a crazy or was on some heavy drugs. It- well, yeah. And you know, the editing phrase, you know, meanwhile, back at the ranch, you know, <laughs> that we cut back because you're like, meanwhile, what's going on over there? But this doesn't add any pace. It just sort of, Oh, okay. Takes it all out. And I think I would have forgiven the film quite a bit. If after this batshit opening scene, that we actually, you know, got to learn a bit more about the characters, that the Invisible Klansman actually came back into it, that, you know... (laughs) (laughs) That, you know, it's just... This movie constantly introduces characters with no payoff and then moves on to the the next character to be introduced. Uh, It's it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. We haven't gotten to Golden Man yet. We haven't even gotten to the Mer people yet. No, the mer people. Oh my, oh my god. god, that's we are getting way ahead of ourselves. That's so far down the track. Holy this fucking film shit. feels like a video game. It just feels yes. like Jet Lee going, "You will now go on this quest," and then this little green sprout shit going, "No, it's like Cortana in Halo. Yes. It's just like now you need to go do this, yes, and this, and uh, by the way, don't do that." It's it's one of the worst written movies I've ever seen in my life, and I love it for that <laughs> because, like, I was gonna say. I, on the second watch, I thought everything in this movie was terrible. But as Morgan said, it's good design. I like some of the action. And a lot of the actors are trying really hard. And I imagine that they seem really shit because the director has told them something that is dumb as shit. But they are trying to do what the director has asked them to do. Like our main guy who is Jackie Hong, who's, who's Skyman. Yep. He's great when he's fighting people. He does, he's just a great like, yeah, and shit like that. And he's like fun at points and stuff. But damn, there's just too much, like, insane to get past. <laughs> and I even like, you know, if we're going things we like, I like his uh, back-of-the-neck tattoo that he's got, that sort of tattoo design, because he's the winged tribesman. I really like that. But, yeah, you're right. And I've got a real problem with this character, which we will get to uh, towards the end of the film. Um, real big problem there. But anyway, um, we'll move on. Oh, my God. So man. now we've got to go on this quest to get this yeah. sword. So they get back to the fortress, and I think the fortress is also pretty cool design uh, on yes. that Morgan. Yeah. He called later on. They call it the octagon maze, but I'm clearly seeing hexagons everywhere, oh. not octagons. <laughs> I don't know if that's badly translated, but oh uh, my god, just wanted, to, just wanted to say that right there. Yeah, get your shapes right. So 
So, uh, Jackie Hill, our, our wing tribe dude, our, our sky boy. He, he doesn't have set, wings yet. He doesn't have wings yet. He does try to fly and just falls on his ass. <laughs> That's pretty good. I was like, Remember? am I going to see this character kill himself oh. by jumping off this thing? I was just, and then, no, no, he's okay. So, it's all good. So, and then we get introduced to Naza. What did you guys think of baby Naza? That was so fucking weird. That's when it lost me, I think. And I it think was, I was right with it. It was like kind of, yeah, they have this baby Naza floating around and then it's like, he is like, he's your companion and then he fucks off and then he, they find him again. I just don't understand. It's like, what is the point? Why did he run away and then they find him again? I, I know. So who weird. buried him in the ground? I know. Who buried him? I know. It's not explained. I know. <laughs> I'm aware. I, I am really sorry because I, I feel like maybe I gave the impression that I can answer any questions you guys have. <laughs> That is not the case. I don't know. I like. Isn't there a rule in screenwriting where scenes should serve a purpose and yes. and, and like characters' actions should serve a purpose, it either should... for their character or for the story? Yep, it should always move the story forward. But about sixty percent of this movie is just a. It's supposed to be like the marketing team said we need to have something that the kids will laugh at. Mm. So you've got a scene where Flyboy finds Naza buried in the ground and they fight a giant centipede. Yeah, and there's a thing that the little baby does later on in order to escape a dire situation. Oh, no, no, no. We'll no get we to won't, the I won't say. I'm just no, saying, no. why didn't he use that there on the centipede? <gasps> I was just like, what is going on there? Uh, I was watching that going, there's so many moments in this film where you're just like, this is stupid. Oh, I feel no. like I'm, and I feel dumb. Because I feel like, am I missing things? Because it's like, are you like, like I'm trying to watch it really intently to try and understand what the fuck is going on. But it's just so stupid and crazy, and that you just oh, no. That's no. fair. That's completely fair. I. It was like, a frustrating film to watch. Yeah, I think. Oh my god. And 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 I think that's really reflected in the fact that no one went to see this fucking movie. <laughs> I'm very happy about. Um, this is the director's only directing project. Good. Well, I wonder why. <laughs> they have one upcoming, but this is the only other credit they have for their name as a director. Oh my god. They're they're, pro- they're a producer bunch and second unit director or assistant director on a bunch. That makes okay. a lot of sense. It does. That producer doesn't have a vision. They just kind of got to get the movie out there, and they've got to think about because like NASA definitely felt to me like they were like we need something that kids will find really fun and funny. And and watching it again, I was like, this would be fine if they didn't have the starting scene and it was just a movie about NASA Skyboy and, and like you actually spent time about them becoming a group instead of just having scenes with them together. And like there's no motivation for NASA to stick around at all. No. He never has a scene where oh, he's no, like his winged his, his winged heel. His sky his skyfire wheels or whatever the fuck. Oh, yeah. They keep saying that. Once he gets them. He's like, I oh, want I'm these. Just like, what is it? And he's what like, and I'm like, what is it? And then yeah, he gets them. And then it's like, yeah, and then he comes back. And then the other guy is like the gold the, the earthbender gold guy is like, all right, I'm fucking off. And then right at the end he's like, We knew you'd come back. And he's just there. That's <laughs> one of the worst parts of this movie. That, that's a, that's a part of this movie that I genuinely so Naza and and Skyboy, they escape the gold, they escape the centipede, and then they immediately find some temple hidden in some desert. A huge temple. It's huge. huge. But they seem to just cross it, like, pretty easily. There's this big pan shot where you just see how huge it is. (laughs) They just seem to jump from the entrance to the middle of it in like that. But anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The stupidest thing about this scene, though, uh is that this weird sort of scaly shelly guy is there and he's got this like treasure in the ground and NASA wants to take the treasure, which is fine. Okay. Motivation, you know, all that jazz, (laughs) get the treasure. And so, you know, lots of earth bending happens, rocks flying everywhere, you know, um, I don't think we mentioned what his adept power is, uh, wing boy, but wing boy's adept power is lightning bolt. So he goes full Thor on it. So we've got Thor lightning, earthbender and then nasa gets the treasure and they're like no give it back give back the treasure that treasure's not yours and then it turns out to be a fake so that entire fight has been for nothing but to show off the earthbender and the thor lightning but we get chances to see that later anyway so it's just like why does he want the treasure because nasa is he's a fucking god he can just he doesn't need money you know what i mean 
Like, there's no, no reason for him to have anything because he can just... He literally takes down an entire, like, palace by himself, not trying, it seems. That's right. Like, power levels in this is one of... Like, it's very, very fucking nerdy to say. And I, Morgan, I, I hope you agree with me. It's it's something that people, like, nerds, they fucking love to debate upon. But it doesn't matter unless it serves a story purpose. Yeah. And they had no idea what power levels were in this movie. It just did not matter who anyone was. If you were part of the main cast, you were stronger than a million people. <laughs> Except for when you're fighting the bad guy, then you can't fight the bad guy until the important moment. And it just is so dumb. Like... Yeah, no, Go you're on. right. These power things do fluctuate, and like Nasa, this baby CGI, bad CGI baby. There's so many moments of bad CGI here. Oh, the no. film's at its best no. when it's doing in-camera stunt work, and it just dispenses with that after like the opening scene, I think. Anyway, um, this bad CGI baby now suddenly becomes a man, and you're sort of like, oh, okay, so we don't have to deal with that CGI baby anymore. No, yep, psych. Uh, he will turn back into a baby with no rhyme or reason as to why he turns back oh. into a baby. Well, it's when it's when the Little Mermaid guy breathes that that air on him. Oh, yeah, yeah, sprays but ink I all over him. Oh, my God. I, our yeah, hero, I don't know. Our don't hero, know. just for a bit of context, our hero has three pouches with him that we never see him carrying, by the way. But he has three pouches with him. Pouch number one has his Cortana plant, yeah. which tells him what to do. Bag number two has a CGI dog that we give to the cursed airbender so he can go become the gold power ranger at the end. And then the third one is this sort of mermaid baby, which is perpetually trapped in this mermaid baby yeah. body. Because it took oh his because NASA took its spine. I know, yes. so it doesn't grow anymore, but it uh, it just, okay. But it somehow so, gets its spine back, because he says that. He's like, oh, you've got your spine back now, okay. Clickety fingers. Um, oh my god, yes, holy shit. Um, <laughs> so, me. so we dispense yeah. with the golden Power Ranger to be, mm. and he goes away, and we go on our merry journey more and more, and we come across this... Like, it's like this shanty town, yeah? So there's tents everywhere. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But the first, there's sort of like these homeless the, peasants. Yeah, the first sign of anyone living anywhere in this outside, world. Oh, well, yeah. Outside, outside of the of cities. Castle, outside yeah. of the cities, that's it. Like, these people. And that blows my fucking mind. And Wing but, Dude says, oh, isn't it so bad that they're sort of homeless and, you know, <laughs> all this sort of stuff. But they've clearly got these impeccable jewellery, all of them. They don't look pretty homeless. But anyway, oh, so oh we meet... God. So we have some weird butterfly shit going on, and then we go meet this lady who has something called the porter boat. Yeah, porter boat. Which, which allows them to travel anywhere. Yeah, will take you anywhere you want to go. Yes. So and, so instead of having some kind of like, pro like, this is what you would usually see in a movie like this. You've got a journey. You would have a prophecy, and it's like you are the heroes of this prophecy. You need to complete the steps of the prophecy to find... The golden sword, which is what they're they're after a golden sword, which will be able to kill the black dragon, because otherwise you can't kill black dragon. You should have steps for them to complete, and part of those steps would get you new companions, maybe. But there is no structure to that. There's no, no indication. There's no like. There's no rule set for the audience to follow, no. so they know where the story is going. It is just come watch these people bumble in from one scene to the next, one scene to the next, for no real reason. So like they get porter boat and. Nothing well, the porter boat looks like an infinity stone, by the way. Oh I was God. getting major Guardians of the Galaxy vibes. Oh, it was yeah. like, quick, get the, get the infinity yeah. stone. Oh, my God, yeah. And I, the one who holds the porter boat, she's like a stage five clinger with an 80-year-old grudge because um, she's like, oh, you know, Jet Lee, You're Jet Lee, aren't you? No, oh I'm not Jet Lee. Uh, no, you are because you left me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Fucking hell. It was, just, it was very strange. Then they get in porter boat. And then they go to the Mermaid Palace. Well, no, you well, they... forgot to mention that oh. the Leopard General oh. asked the 51st Dates girl to spy on uh, Wing Boy. This is another character that has two scenes of introduction, maybe. And then, then she becomes the love interest for Wing Boy. And I don't understand why. No. It seems to be that she's the first woman he's ever met in his life. It seems to be. So 51st Dates, 51st Dates girl forgets her memories at the end of each day yeah. because they're being sucked to General General um, Leopard. General Leopard who rides a panther. 
And so they all get on this porter boat, which is an actual boat, and they sort of sail along for a long stretch. It feels like it goes on and on and on. Oh, my God, yeah. And then we need to make this big detour to the mer people place. Because um, little little mer boy's will, his, his want to go home is stronger than anyone else on that boat. Yeah, even though they're right. trying to save the world. That's yeah. right. So little little mer boy wants his papa. And then we yep. get to the most crazy bit. Uh, this film now dives into Aquaman territory. The whole mer people scene is weird. The way they walk is weird. It's just weird. Their, their hands, they're like the prosthetic extensions of their fingers. That really freaked me out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is maybe the only scene in the movie that I think if you're a kid you'd like. Because it's supposed to be dumb fun, but it has no place... There's like I understand that Nas is there to get his fucking wind jet fire boots, wheels. His wind fire wheels that attach to his feet and let him fly. Well, but no, we didn't know that. We yeah, didn't know no. that until they actually gets them because the Mer people have them. Yeah, we like, thought that wasn't we thought clear. the main we thought the Flyboy was going to be the person who can help him get them. That turns right. out he just had to go back to the Mer people. There's so much. There's so many lines <laughs> in this movie that are just like we need to let that person go so they can find themselves because that's why the plant person is like, oh no, let Naza go. This is something he has to do yeah, for this himself. Is his like, test. Why? Why? Why do you know, plant person? Why do you know? <laughs> the See, plant person knows be, everything. This film would make a lot more sense. If they took the uh, Invisible Klansman's eyeball and stuck it in that eyeball of that plant, mm-hmm. if there was a scene there where you saw, and this 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 plant thing can see the future, yeah? So, so he knows that then it's the NASA needs to go off, and he knows that, you know, this sort Alex, of stuff needs to go on. That's logic, and <laughs> we do not need that in this film. <laughs> I, I, I will say, the, the NASA scene, it's out of place but it's the only time it feels like anyone understands what like action pacing is in this well it's like another scene where it's like if if i was a kid and i was watching this movie and you just don't understand movies that's fine to watch but i don't know who the target audience for this film is because if you're trying to ape an avengers movie you can't just target kids that's not what they do so they fuck they fuck up so many times and this scene is a perfect example of it because it just has nothing if you're an adult watching this movie it's just not like, why would you want to? I'm pretty care? sure I tuned out of this whole scene. Yeah, like, the whole fight because yeah. it starts. Yeah. He starts like legit. He starts like pissing and fighting and stuff. Yeah, like that's how he's pa- his day. powers. That's that's he. That's his weapons. Yeah, that's his. Which... We- and I was like, okay, I'm not. I'm gonna wait till like. And I, I I knew it had no relevance. Like this scene has no relevance. So like, until the end, and I was like, at the end, he gets his wind fire wheels. I'm like, cool. That's all I needed to know. Like I I just kind of checked out this entire scene. I'm like, I just don't care about this. It was a mini side quest, and yeah. you know you get your checkpoint because you get your wheels at the end. You know achievement, yeah, special item. Yep, mm. dumb, dumb as shit. <laughs> uh, and then we cut back to Wing Wing Boy, and, and he finds fifty first dates girl, fifty first dates girl, because uh, he's almost found the golden sword. Because apparently it was with his dad the whole time. The whole time, and he just remembered when he got back to the remnants of his house. It's like, oh, by the way, uh, the sword is actually... I know exactly where the sword is. I didn't need to do any of this. I could have just gone back home. Like, if you are a general invading a fucking, like, city and you kill everyone in the city, you don't just leave shit around. You just... You, you fucking go through and find all the bits of treasure you can. And to be fair, the sword looks like a piece of shit. But there's no reason for it to be there. There's no reason. Oh my god, it's so dumb. And there's so oh. many moments in this film too where a character says, I remember what you said, but I actually don't remember them ever saying that at all. The laziest thing you can do in writing. It's it's yeah. Just, it just doesn't matter. They're just like, oh well, no, we need this to happen, so just say this line so that the audience understands. But the audience still doesn't understand. No. None of it makes sense. So, and so yeah. General Leopard uh, amasses this fleet because he's tracking 51st Dates Girl. To go to the air temple. Because did we say that she's a wooden girl? That he oh, made her? No, did we, did we no, say that? No, no. I, see, I think she just felt that she was a wooden girl. I don't know if she was no, actually no. like no, Pinocchio. No. She was, we saw he, he had he had all the wooden hands yeah. and he was like he putting the last... Her. And then when, when she... Spoiler alert, she uh, dies, uh, she turns wood. She becomes wood again. No, she doesn't. She turns to stone. Oh, is it stone? <laughs> I thought it was yeah. wood. I, I thought and it, it was, was so emotional, Morgan. Uh, you know, because the girl I met for two days and I've fallen absolutely in love with turned to stone, and that's really emotional. Oh you know, God. it just really cuts me up oh when God. my uh, one woman that I've met in my entire life has turned to stone. It's such a mishandling of so many elements of a movie. 
<laughs> it really is. It's so fucking bad. Oh, I love it. It's a testament to bad movies. Yes, a hundred percent. Like the, I look at this movie and I think this is the equivalent of the the Tom Cruise Mummy movie. This is just a studio being excited about making a lot of money and having no concept about what goes into these well, movies the that make a billion dollars. The Mummy film is better than this. Like if we're being, probably yeah. yeah. Oh, you haven't seen the Mummy yeah. film? Okay. No, I haven't. Is it, I would imagine that it's more coherent. Yes. <laughs> I would imagine there is a actual story that has steps involved. It's just a bad story. Mm. Oh, my God. And so, so then we get the sword, which looks like a charred bit of wood. Yep. Oh, it do. It do. No uh, design. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not that impressive for something called the Sword of Light. I was like, mm, oh, yeah. it's looking pretty yeah. black to me. Not, not a lot of, you know. <laughs> Looks like coal. It looks like you know, like burnt bits of wood. It, uh, uh, anyway, that, that's because it hasn't transformed. No, oh yeah, of course, we don't know that as an audience. No, that's we don't know that explained. either. That and so then it, we like... quickly get back to the hero's castle. Quickly, yeah, very quickly. And very we find quickly, out that... we quickly get back yeah, yeah, there. Yeah. Um, we've ditched Fifty First Dates Girl over the very relatable emotional turmoil of Wing Boy watching her oh, die. Wing Boy gets his wings. <laughs> We skipped oh, over yeah. that. That's right. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So General Leopard, uh, you know, blows up the remnants of his house. And so because it's an air temple, he has to fall to the ground and uh, he gets his wings in order to save himself. For the audience, I'm sure this sounds like a huge jumbled mess. <laughs> and it, it, sounds really illogical, <laughs> and it sounds like we don't know what's happening. And that is exactly the case. It is like... I say I liked watching this movie. There is about the 50% middle section that just could be cut from the movie yeah. and changed with something else. The start bit is insane but almost fun. The end bit is insane but almost fun. And the middle section just is a bad decision in and of itself. It just doesn't... It's so badly put together. Uh, <laughs> yes. And General Leopard uh, dies... Um, Fox Lady resurrects him as this ogre oh. troll. No, but that, okay, so General Leopard is defeated by Skyboy and then he starts heading back to Skyboy, uh, yeah, his, quickly, get back to the hero's castle. City. Because his city is now getting attacked by the king. Not yep. back at the start of the movie where the king mm. recognises the, the yeah, re- recognises the rebel people and he goes, I'm going to crush your city. Not at that point. The war doesn't start then. It starts now that he has the golden sword. Now they're attacking the city. That's right. Um, so they're attacking the city, and Jiang, Master Jiang, who is Jet Li, eviscerates their army, like cuts it into like a quarter with some earth bending of his own. The like, uh, maze. Maze. No, it's the octagon maze. Device. The octagon, yeah, the octagon maze with hexagons. Um, <laughs> Jet Li is then uh, further de-aged into some of the worst de-aging I've ever seen. (laughs) (laughs) It's so bad. It's just like, and he he, he starts to lose his memory and he doesn't know what's happening. Fine, whatever. But he just destroys, like, this is what I'm talking about in power levels. How the fuck do you just have that power to just destroy the other army? But you haven't been, like, it it means there's no stakes. Because it just means that the audience is like, well, whatever happens, they're going to pull out some power and destroy the other army. There's no reason for them to be in trouble. They're, they aren't in trouble at all. Well, Zach, you say that. You say that very much. But, you know, uh, Skyboy returns with his wings to the hero castle. Mm. He then teams up very conveniently with the now golden Power Ranger and uh, Naza with his uh, spinny Doctor Strange feet. And um, they oh then God. fight General Leopard, who's now been turned into this big evil troll. Immortal oh Warlord. Oh, sorry, Immortal Warlord. That was the phrase that was used. It was. Yes. Uh... That's some of the worst design in this movie. His weird troll shape is just bad looking. Yeah. Really getting, bad looking. I was getting some vibes if we took an orc from Lord of yes. the Rings and oh, no, merged it with... Um, the villain in Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, you know, with the very small oh, head and the huge yeah. shoulders. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. If you merge oh Kingpin from Spider-Verse with an orc, that's the troll yeah, of General Leopard. Yeah, I was just thinking cave troll. Like, it's just like a bad cave troll from yeah. Lord of the Rings. Well, yeah. That's, that's the vibe I, mean, I was I think getting. you're also correct, yeah. <laughs> 
I, oh I also God. didn't like this final fight. It, it didn't have me. I was I wasn't in and then and then I think it was part of so we're gonna get to, we're pretty much there at this point. And then I was like, okay, so yeah, this is like this is the pre-fight before the big fight. Yeah, like yes. and then they this is like the we get attacked, but then we go on the offensive. And then I'm like, all right, we're at this point. And then the movie fucking ends. I'm like I'm like, that was the climactic fight? What <laughs> that that was Morgan, Morgan, au contraire, that's not where the film ends. No. The film has a mid credit scene. Oh, my God. Well, I didn't stick around that long. (laughs) It's like they they were so sure. They were so sure that this movie was going to make bank. They set up, like, four movies after But it was, like, it was, it's it's set up in the worst possible way, and, like, they didn't end this movie. Like, the the guy got taken, and the king was still alive, and the fox was still alive. Um, That's why I'm like, oh, this is, like, the mid-battle, and then we'll go, and we'll kill the king, because he is... He is the bad guy. It needs to happen. And it didn't happen. And I'm like, yeah. well, oh my God. this movie has no point. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, so our, our three heroes, who is Goldman, who, by the way, it's never explained who he is, what his powers are, where he's come from. He's an Earthbender. It's, it's just said, look, like his gold armor. How the fuck does he have the gold armor? It doesn't make well, the sense. The dog has it too. So, I just yeah, made the assumption like based on the the title that like they, they are the League of Gods and the fox has, has kind of like split them apart essentially and then this is them like like he was there's hints that he was trapped in that weird temple because the fox somehow i don't know he's got a grudge he's got a grudge against the fox spirit so if that's the case why is he heading for the octagon city yeah i don't know and not just straight for the fox that's right doesn't make sense no nasa has his windfire wheels so why is he going back? There's never a scene where it shows that he's actually like grown a conscience. My people need me, or cares <laughs> about uh, Skyboy. Like, yeah. there's no team. <laughs> it doesn't. It's not like th- this. It is doesn't the point feel that, earned. No, no. This is the point where not. the movie definitely just tries to rip off the Avengers and thinks if it throws three heroic people onto screen, it's just going to make the same impact. There is absolutely a shot in this that is just blatantly ripping off the Avengers, where you've got like Gold Boy, Skyboy. And Nas are standing in like a line and there's dramatic music swells and they, they pose heroically and then they go to fight the big bad guy. And it happens like three times and it's just just has no impact. It just means nothing. <laughs> and the biggest blight on this film happens next. Mm. So Wing Boy does not activate the Sword of Light. Oh! The character that we have oh! spent no the last 90 minutes with does not become the hero at the end of it's, the day. It's his adoptive brother who is the golden was, dragon in the end, who is barely in this movie. He's in, like, the we start. Saw him. That's it. That's it. That's it. So the hero, after this, it's like Frodo goes on this journey and the hero is actually, like, you know, It's not guy. even Sam. It's not, it's even, not Sam. even Sam. No. It's one of the Easterlings that was walking past <laughs> the Black Gates when they get there for the first time is the hero. And, and, and you're like... Why, why? Why? Why were we spending any time with Skyboy? Why was he the one who had to find the golden sword? That's it's right. His. It's not and his sword. Why was Jet Li sending him on this quest? Why didn't the guy who activates the sword go on the quest? And like, and like just... this movie is trying to be either six different movies, or it's trying to just cram so much into the first movie, so much exposition, because it wants to have it. It clearly wants to have its sequels, and it wants to have the big fight between the dragons in the next movie or whatever. But it's just so fucking bad on so many fundamental levels. It's not a good companion journey movie. Uh, it's not a good rip of Lord of the Rings. Don't at any point set up your your fellowship in any way that means anything. You don't have scenes where they're interacting, like having funny little jokes. You don't have a killing contest between Legolas and Gimli that makes you like Legolas and Gimli because that's funny. You've got none of that. You've got characters that come and go in seconds because they're only going to be important in the next couple movies and you can explain them in the next couple movies you have bad guys that aren't bad guys for this movie they're bad guys for the next couple movies so why spend time setting them up so much in this movie why not spend the entire movie with the general why not he be the bad guy for this whole movie and only hint at the fox that would have been such a better like it's just bad decision after bad decision after bad decision and it's i i like watching that because it's I think it's really fun <laughs> to just look at a studio, put a bunch of money into a project and have it fuck up so bad because you don't understand like how to properly pace a film. It's great. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I agree with everything that you said there, Zach. Um, Morgan, did you actually see the mid-credits scene? No, what was the mid-credits scene? Oh, so the mid-credits scene. Oh, it does. It means oh. a hell of a lot. 
So uh, Jet Li, you know how he's de-aging, yeah? Yeah, and he was taken by the fox. He was taken by the fox, yeah. Because her so... fox tails can reach 70 kilometers away from her body, by the way. <laughs> That's just something that can happen. And little sidetrack, we didn't actually mention that when the villains get ready to fight the black dragon, their castle suddenly flies. Oh my yeah, god, the castle anyway. flies. <laughs> and there was a little moment there where that actually happened, where the castle flew, and they're like, "Let's get the black dragon." And I was actually into it. I yeah, was like, was "I the... want to see." Can you imagine my disappointment when that's the moment the movie ended? I was like, literally the moment. There's no like outro shot. It is just the castle flies up into the sky, and then credits. Like yep. pacing wise, I was like, "Okay, that was the mini battle before the big conflict." Yes, the castle's flying. Let's go get the black dragon. Movie ends. And yeah, everyone's like, got their powers. We the know everything's fuck? established. We can just have the fight. No, no. But the mid-credit no. scene was uh, the black dragon in his castle, and the fox hands him like this bundle of rags, and in the bundle of rags is Jet Li as a baby, and then he's like, "You have no power here. You can't yeah. stop me." Yeah. Ha ha ha. Pan he's... out to army, you know, getting ready to fight as it whips over this massive army in the castle. It's... Wow, hey. <laughs> just like. I am stunned that this movie, because it had to have involved so many people, that so, so many human beings could look at this and go, yes, we've made money. You know, mm-hmm. this is a success. We've done it. Because it had to, like, you've got to imagine how many times maybe it changed because market testing was done and the people were like, this is, well, I have no idea what's happening. So they changed it to make it either fun or try and explain something, or they just completely ignored that. I was Can actually you... a little bit mad at the end of this film. Only because I was like, is Zach showing us part one of a trilogy of schlock? Is that really what's happening here on this podcast, that we're going to have to watch the sequel and then the inevitable finale of uh, the schlock? And then I Googled that, uh, no, there was no more schlock. And I was disappointed and mad (laughs) at the same time. Uh, Well, I have to say, I am sorry. I am sorry that you were invested enough to be mad (laughs) at this movie, because I think that's fair to say that there is no payoff for the investment you can have for this movie. No. But I was like, I'm there. I've spent two hours watching this film. I know. I want to oh. see the friggin' Black Dragon fight. Showdown. And, but no. I don't know. I, I think I found this movie interesting because it just seems so easy to fix because there's so many things you can do to make this movie interesting. You don't have the start scene. You have a fellowship, but the, the fellowship... That's the best thing in there. That's the most contained... I... You have that action somewhere else, you know? Uh, like, you you have Xiang gathering people together and saying, you need to go on a quest. The world's in danger. We need this sword. The king has made a bargain with a black dragon, and it's going to kill everyone. Then he gets Skyboy. He gets the general's son. He gets Naza. And he gets Golden Power Ranger. And he's like, you guys are going to have to fight it out, and, and you're going to have to save the day. And they're all like, we don't like each other. We can do this by ourselves. All right, but let's go on this journey. And then along the way, they figure out that if they work together, it's better for them. And it's such an easy story to tell, and they fuck it up so badly. And it's mind-boggling to me that anyone can be given that much money to do something so horrendous. How many meetings do you have to sit in and convince people that you are the right person for the job? And they're like, okay, yeah, yeah, no, you seem go like you know it. what you're doing. Yeah. And you've got, like, Disney seems to also have that problem because they did, made the same mistake with Star Wars. Not to this degree in any way, by the way. No. Like, there, as much as it's bad, there's some coherency in Star Wars, whereas this has no coherency. And you at least understand. It's kind of like the whole idea of, like, movie by committee. Yeah. It's like a bunch of people making decisions and trying to strike a balance and, like, yeah, I don't know. It's 100%. like, wouldn't it be cool if we had the little baby piss on all these mermen. Let's put that in. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Okay, we'll put that in. Uh, Noted. That's Um, that's a uh, funny joke. Let's make sure that... Yeah, we'll put that that in uh, for a 10-minute sequence. That's cool. We'll put that in. Is there a scene where that happens? No, not really. Okay. Uh, How do we get him... He he needs to fly around at one point. How do we get him to do that? Um, Someone's going to have his fire wheels. Well, he's got to do the piss and poop and fart scene. Let's just put that in the mermaid powers. But how does he get to mermaid palace? Um, Give Skyboy a pouch that's got the little head. Oh, what if Skyboy has a couple pouches? (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? Like, we are vibing here. This is (laughs) great. Let's write all this shit down. It's the whole idea of, like, working backwards and changing the start of the movie to fit something you want later in. We've got to have a big fight between our heroes because Avengers is really hot right now. So Mm. we don't have any comic books. What have we got? Uh, There's this old 
story from out that that's by the way this is um what's the term uh this is not trademarked this is open oh this is uh royalty oh no what is it public domain public Public domain domain. yeah so So we can make we could make a better league of gods yeah yeah yeah. what do we we, call it uh everyone's got like powers so why don't we call league of gods because that sounds generic but interesting yeah because yeah gods you know it'd be great to see a, a gold power ranger go up against uh uh, Ogre Troll. You know what this movie reminded me of at times? It's like the the remakes of like it was like uh, Wrath of the Titans and all that. Oh like, yeah. the, Sam Worthington and shit. Clash of the Titans and Wrath of the Titans. Release I the would, Kraken. I, yeah, um, I would argue that at least those movies understood that they were set pieces designed to show off the big monster. That's yeah. all they were. And at least the story there, you could understand because it was just simple. Yeah. You know. But here, they don't even understand how to put a simple story together. They've got all these people that they want to put in the film to sell the action figures, and they just can't, don't have time to do it. It is so bad. Oh, oh guys, guys, you know, I, I got one of the action figures for the film uh, in preparation for this podcast. I got the uh, the invisible baby. plane. Oh, <laughs> like, look, look here. Here it is. Can you see it? Yeah. Oh, oh, oh yeah. That's nice. Oh, I'm all man. about the merch. <laughs> uh, okay, well... Look, I'm glad that you guys came on this journey. I'm sorry to inflict this on you. I am. I, I agree. This probably would have been better if we were sitting together. And I, I, I am sad that we didn't get the opportunities together and pick this, pick on this movie. But I just, I just, I just come back to my first ever note on this movie. Why? Why? <laughs> the film does such a bad job no. at explaining why any of this matters and why we should care about these characters. No. It I does know. such a bad job, and I'm all for the absurd. Zach, yeah. uh, you know, I listened yeah. back to our Survive uh, Style 5 Plus uh, episode there, and we were all vibing yeah, that yeah. absurdity yeah. of it. Alex, Alex this... is also a fan of Brecht. He loves the absurdism. Because, oh, yes. Because, oh, yeah. Yeah, because there's a vision behind that, and that's someone's artistic goal. That that movie had a purpose. This movie is so empty of humanity. It's just so little creativity except for in the design. Mm-hmm. And you really, like, I love the idea that, like, I don't know, it's, I think it's really easy to, to not like people in general, but (laughs) I feel a real camaraderie with the entire world when I find out that a movie like this does not succeed because people can feel when a movie is devoid of any spirit or soul. And it's nice to see that. (laughs) It really is nice to see that this movie did not do gangbusters because like, like there are movies like I for a long time didn't like Fast and the Furious because I thought those would they were just trash movies, but I understand now that they're trash movies. But there is actually a heart and soul in those movies. Yes, and people can get behind it, and that's fine. But a movie like this obviously tries so hard to be the thing that is a great success, but doesn't understand you can't just mash shit together and have something good. You just it it's is not a fruit awesome. salad of a film. Exactly. Yummy, exactly. yummy. <laughs> no, not that yummy. <laughs> And then we have a bit of a cardinal sin of teasing a sequel that will never come. Oh, this is the what? second film in a row, guys, where you've brought me a film which teases a sequel, which oh. I'm just uh, just not happy. I'm just not happy about <laughs> because it never happens. I'll find one to complete the trifecta. Oh, my and, God. Uh, oh, please do, Alex. I'd love it. I'd love it so much. But, um, look, any anything else you guys want to share about how bad this movie was? <laughs> uh, I just wanted to make a comment that, the CGI was pretty bad in places. It was pretty um, obvious that they were using green screen in quite a few yes. places. Yeah. Um, or blue screen, whatever screen they were using. It's quite obvious that they were using that. Um, and I thought that some of the acting in particular was quite over the top. But I'm wondering if that's because of the direction that was yeah. given. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it just felt particularly Jet Li's performance when he would laugh I at know. things that weren't funny. And I was just like, hmm. What's going on here? I'm not sure. Like, yeah, no. I, I think you've hit it on the head. I think that this is just bad direction, but maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that was Jet Li deciding to be fucking goofy for no reason. At least Jet anyway, Li. Morgan, Morgan, you've got anything else to say about this? No, just why. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'd go watch good. the uh, Forbidden Kingdom. That was much more yeah. enjoyable film. <laughs> Forbidden Kingdom is an absolutely better, better kung fu movie in a fantasy setting, um, 100%. <laughs> okay. I'm glad we had to watch Zach this movie to, to confirm that that movie was good. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's always good to know. 
you know. So we've come to that part of the podcast. Maybe we can like swift through this because this has gone for quite a while. What have you been watching this week, boys? What have you been uh, digesting? All right, I'll go first. Fine, whatever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, not, a, not, not a lot this week. Um, move. Only watched like one. Oh, I think I watched. I don't know if I mentioned Inferno last week, but I oh, know I think I did. Finally finished that. Uh, the other night we watched because I've been meaning to for a while, and it was trending on Netflix, and I was like, yeah. So we watched Corpse Bride, uh, which oh, was yeah. a good fun watch. I actually really like that movie. There's some cool yeah. stuff in there. Apart from that, not a lot. I did start. Um, so I don't know if any of you are familiar with Gendy Tartakovsky. He is a animator. He's very well known for Samurai Jack oh, and I do know. Um, <laughs> Hotel Transylvania's. Uh, but no, he, he's he's very big on the Cartoon Network and stuff. So he did like Samurai Jacks, what everyone talks about. He did the uh, 2D Clone Wars uh, <laughs> animated series. Yep. We did Powerpuff. But um, he just released a new show he's been working on called Primal. Um, it's an animated okay. TV show, 20 minute episode. It's very interesting. No, there's been, cause it's like prime. It's like caveman. It's ba- essentially about a relationship between a caveman and a dinosaur. So there's like no talking. It's all just like background noise and grunt and like very, very interesting show to watch. Like I, it seems mm. like a passion project. So mm. just started watching that and that's pretty good. Uh, apart from that, nothing else. Um, I've been watching the boys, but I still have one episode to go and that's season two <laughs> of the boys. That that last episode, Morgan. Oh, it's, oh, it's, oh, it's <laughs> so, gorgeous. So it's I've heard. So yeah, apart from that, not a lot this week. So yeah. Cool. Um, what what have I been watching? Well, I'm continuing uh, watching my new feel good television show, uh, Shit's Creek. Uh, I'm really <laughs> quite enjoying Shit's Creek. Um, I'm finding it quite a, you know humorous. After a long day, you just put one of those on. You're just like, yep, that's nice. Hmm. I've been watching the trash that is The Bachelorette. Um, <laughs> I went in the office sweep again, and I was given the guy with the steampunk goggles and the feather in his hat. So oh, I don't so... think I'm very long. Ah, he's a winner. Mm, no, I don't think so. And uh, not not a great deal. I haven't actually watched any movies other than League of Gods this week. Um, it was a little disappointing that that was the only film I've watched this week, but that's neither here nor there. But I will like a little shout-out. I know you don't like reality TV, Zach, but I think you should join in. That uh, tonight, in fact, uh, when we're recording, uh, MasterChef uh, Children, MasterChef Kids is MasterChef uh, Junior. Junior, sorry, yes, um, is is starting, and okay. so it's all the warm and fuzzies that you get from MasterChef, but you get even more warm and fuzzies because they're Junior. Okay. Watching uh, little kids compete and be jealous. Feeling, of yeah, kids feeling very uh, like you haven't achieved anything in your life. I'm all for those warm and fuzzies of inferiority complex that that show will provide, and uh, I'm all about it. Uh, you know what, Alex? Uh, I can't say I will, but it is in my mind now. Uh, I'm sure it will be on the TV if I go out to, to sit with my parents. So if it's there, I, I might watch it. Yes, no, thank you for the recommendation. Uh, I did actually watch Jack Whitehall's Travel... Or I started Travels with Oh, yeah, yeah. That's because yep. you said it. I, I, I liked it. I don't know whether... Because I haven't finished it yet, and I'm sure he'll turn around. But Jack's dad is very racist towards us. <laughs> he does not like yes. us at all. No, he doesn't. <laughs> and 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 it's almost endearing because I also like I understand he's quite a lovely person, and he a lot of the time it seems like he's doing it for laughs because he understands that it's for laughs. But it's almost bad. It's like ooh, you may be saying a bit too much there. <laughs> we we also watched the first episode of that and we didn't like it. We felt mm, it was yeah. too overly produced. It could have been a bit more. Yeah. Like just, yeah. that, but it was very like heavily like produced and like just yeah. not real. Uh, it didn't feel real. It yeah, was no, still I endearing. That. I still liked it. Uh, but yeah, yeah, no, I, I don't know if I'll... I did find a show that I, I a new cartoon show that I, I know maybe you guys don't. Maybe maybe Morgan, you'll find somewhere to watch it. But it's called Tone and it's just blowing up on Adult Swim at the moment. It's this like new kind of animation style. Um, it looks really pretty. But it's also one of the most ridiculous shows. So the, the setting is it's it's all about uh, tropes and adventure stories and stuff and blowing them up to like 100. Um, mm. Very violent, lots of shouting, lots of screaming, and it's fucking great. And What's I've, it called it's, again? It's Tig Tone. T-I-G-T-O-N-E. Uh, and he that's the main character's name. And he's pretty much like an invincible fighter. He could just do whatever he wants. He never it's loses like a video battle. game. Yeah, it's... It's uh, it's a blast to watch. It's like ten minute episodes, and they're just funny and fun and very high energy shit. It's good. So if you get a chance to watch it, I'd recommend that. The other, I, I watched a bunch of movies this week, but the only one I really want to, if you like westerns, 
Uh, I found a Sam Raimi Western, which I'd never heard of before, called The Quick and the Dead. Ah, um, uh, yes. Yes. Yeah, I really liked it. And it got, like, really shafted at the time it came out and stuff. But it was super interesting to me. It has a female main character, which you just see so rarely in a Western. And uh, it's... Who is it? No, it's... um Sharon Stone? Yeah, Sharon Stone. Yeah. And she's great. I really enjoyed her. Uh, Russell Crowe's in there, and he's yeah. damn good. Gene Hattie's Russell Crowe thing. Leonardo DiCaprio's in there. As kid. And it's one of the best roles I've ever seen Leonardo DiCaprio. He does such a good job of being just like an arrogant kid, a swashbuckling kid. Come on, come on. He wrestled that bear. That was better. I I don't like him in Revenant. I way prefer Tom Hardy. I think Tom Hardy deserved the Oscar for Revenant. Big words, big words. I think think Leo deserved the Oscar for Wolf of Wall Street. I thought he was great in Wolf of Wall Street, but like he deserves an Oscar. Just don't think it was for Revenant. Don't think it was for Revenant. It was anyway. a body of work, Oscar, but that's that's a story for another day. <laughs> I know. I know you like talking about his body. Whatever. Anyway, <laughs> that's that's it for me. Um, look, thanks again for going through this torture with me, boys. Uh, yeah. Whatever. Next time I pick, I promise we'll enjoy it. I promise we'll <laughs> enjoy the, the next one I choose. <laughs> a little part of me wanted to get back at Alex for making me cry so much at having to watch The Hunt and then fucking what did we have to endure last week? Room. <laughs> room so this was a bit of a kickback in you Alex. <laughs> well yeah I, I did cry in this film but for a completely different reason um the frustration yes yeah <laughs> just like why isn't this film giving me information why is he um, a power ranger <laughs> <laughs> all right well uh i'll be back next week with my pick of course of course and uh yeah until then i will keep you in suspense indeed and uh, I'm so glad that we went through this torture. So you don't have to, listeners. Yes. Uh, enjoy. <laughs> enjoy. Bye. This has been a Spiky Trap Radio production. For more Spiky Trap Radio content, please head to spikytrap.com.